Welcome to the band, though. We trapping out right now. Word. Right now. Right now. Here we go. The Bando, episode one. Welcome to the Bando. Allow us to introduce ourselves. <clears throat> Here at the table, my name is Jermaine. I'm from Staten Island. I'm 42 years old. I moved to Vancouver about 18 years ago. I was in the Marine Corps. I'm now a massage therapist, and I run the relaxation room, which is a day spa in Vancouver. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Realization Room. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm your boy GQ, a.k.a. that dude. You know what I'm saying? An artist here in Vancouver, Washington. Originally, I was born in Kansas. You know what I'm saying? I moved here from Oklahoma. But, you know, a native now. I don't know how many years. You know what I'm saying? I like to call myself a Rolling Stone because wherever I lay my hat's my home. You know? I'm breezing in. I'm breezing out of the city. It's, you know, a couple years spent, a couple here, a couple there. You know how it goes. Uh, I'm Alicia. I'm originally from Montana, and I grew up in Eastern Oregon in a small town. And then I moved to Vancouver about 2011, so I've been here since then. I am like completely opposite of these guys, and just grew up in a small town. Uh, my, my P's and Q's for the most part, and I'm a girl, so I get to bring the small town girl perspective. There you go. I mean, we definitely need that. And also, Alicia is probably one of the most fucking organized people I know. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like we just have kind of a, a, a good a good group here, the three of us. We've all known each other for a while, so I think we're going to work together well. I think we're going to put out something that's entertaining for the people listening to it. Who is gonna, Who do we think is going to be listening to this, y'all? Definitely our family and friends because <laughs> we have supportive people in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. True. <laughs> and definitely, I mean, all sides, the culture, you know what I'm saying? Different, I feel we'll get all different types of listeners. Yeah, I think, I think, I think because of the different perspectives that we have, we'll be able to get people from different walks of life to listen to us. Overall, what are you guys excited about or looking forward to in doing a podcast? I'm looking forward to the experience, you know what I'm saying? Gaining the audience and hearing even like others' opinions on the facts that we are actually, you know what I'm saying, researching and checking. I like to I like to debate different um, perspectives and I will a lot of times take the perspective that isn't always necessarily lined up with mine if it's the one that's being quote unquote attacked in this situation. So I'm kinda I kinda play devil's advocate advocate a lot in conversations unless I strongly disagree like to my core disagree with a with a statement so trust me when we start actually <laughs> talking about shit and getting into issues other than ourselves you're gonna hear Alicia's voice a lot <laughs> a lot a lot a lot of a lot because she always got some shit to say <laughs> otherwise she wouldn't be saying <laughs> I specifically called her and told her that she was the next best person I knew to talk shit next to me and Q. <laughs> and that was like probably one of the biggest compliments I've ever gotten. <laughs> there we go. Especially from Jermaine. <laughs> you know what? We here. We going. It's the bando. Everybody. Trap, trap, trap. Log on, tune in, get on it, ride this wave.
since this is our first episode, we want y'all to know who we are and just kind of why why we decided to do this, you know, and what we individ- as individuals bring to this. I think I personally have a point of view that's kind of different. I was raised in New York during the 80s and 90s, like at the height of the drug war. So I kind of seen street life firsthand. I went into the Marine Corps when I was like 17 years old. So I was exposed to like military life and like conservative culture, you know. I was down with the Trump people and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Then, you know, once I got out the Marine Corps, I moved to Vancouver in, in like 2002. I settled down, have a family, and I own a business. So I think for me, what I bring to the table most here is just life experience and a unique perspective being that I've lived in different worlds. You know, I'm an artist, you know what I'm saying, coming from Vancouver, so I, I feel that what I bring and my perspective is definitely from uh, both sides, I should say, because, you know, in, in this industry and in actually being in the streets, you know. Oregon, just with this recent election, they passed Measure 110, which decriminalizes the personal possession of small amounts of illicit drugs, including cocaine, heroin, oxycodone, and methamphetamine. It also reduces the penalties for possessing larger amounts. It funds health assessments, addiction treatment, harm reduction, and other services for people with addiction disorders. Um, It reallocates cannabis tax dollars and savings from law enforcement making fewer arrests. Proponents say their goal is to take people who are addicted to drugs out of the criminal justice system and to treat their addiction as a medical problem. So I just want to know today, what do you guys feel about this? How do you guys feel about Oregon making drugs fucking legal? sounds like a great idea but I think what's actually going to happen is going to not be wonderful for Oregon I read the I read the the actual the actual ballot measure 110 and I just think the logistics are impossible I don't think they're gonna be able to do all the shit that they said they're gonna do like they have these designated service areas that have to be set up And there has to be at least one clinic in each one of these areas. Okay, these clinics have to operate 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So they essentially have to be on call for their patients. They have to have full staff. The staff has a limit as to how many cases they can handle. So that means that people come in there, thousands of people have to come and get full triage. If they decide they want treatment, they then have to be in full intense treatment. Which means that's a highly staffed facility. That's a lot of staff, a lot of people, a lot of shit that has to happen. All this has to happen by October of 2021. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. But but to me, I'm like, 
we got to check who's driving the car. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> like, if this is where you thought was like, first off, we have a lot of problems, or they have a lot of problems in Oregon that they could fix before we assess the drug situation because homelessness is like a big situation. And I feel by legalizing drugs with along with the homeless problem right now, you're only going to have homeless people walking around with drugs now openly and the police can't do anything about it, which equals homeless people making random acts. You know what I'm saying? That's random break-ins. Like, people's already complaining about the break-ins to their cars, and et cetera, and things yeah. like this. Now, but if you give them drugs, like, now you're going to be like, oh, crackhead chased me with a knife. Like, it's, it's going to turn into that. It's, I think it's all out, like, real-life Gotham City type I shit. I mean, yeah. it's, definitely, it's definitely, if you think about it, they basically just made it so that so that you can just you can just walk around doing whatever you yeah. do, doing like, whatever you really, want, and the police and, can't do anything to you. Well, and 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 they're looking at it from the perspective of it's gonna save in enforcement because it's no more yeah. drug court. Yeah, all the savings from people who would have got arrested is supposed to go into the program. The idea is that treatment is the model, and I just think there has to be a middle ground. Like yeah. it doesn't have to be one or the other. It doesn't have to be enforcement or treatment. Yeah. Maybe you need both. The guy they used in the article, like I read this, I read this, this, this. I think it was in the New York Times. The article, okay. The dude they used as the example to me was the worst fucking possible example you could have for anything, because, okay, this guy was like forty-seven years old and he had all these cases. He had, he had been to court a bunch of times. He'd been locked up a bunch of times for drugs. Okay, then. He um he he couldn't get a he obviously couldn't get an apartment, couldn't get a place to live, couldn't get a job because of his criminal record mm. and because of his drug addiction. Mm. Okay? This is what led to him getting clean. <laughs> so how you gonna say that like if he didn't catch all those cases, if he was yeah. if he was a crackhead sitting in a house that he rented because nobody cared about the record yeah. or he didn't have a criminal record. Do you think he would have got clean? You think he would be a drug counselor today? You think he would be helping people now? No, he would. He would still be on the street. That's what it took. So to me, I just think there's a. I don't think it necessarily needs to be demonized as much as it is, but I think there's a level of enforcement that's necessary so that they know there's consequences. You don't just let your kids run around the house doing whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> I feel like the the thing like the line that needs to be drawn is like at what point is it. Like, how do they decide when they need to go to treatment versus what's legal? So, they're allowed to have, you know, small amounts of meth or heroin or whatever. But, okay, so then they're just walking around with that. But then, where does the treatment come in? So, like, at what point do they then go to treatment? Like, they're not going to go to treatment on their own. That's the whole thing. Especially especially if I can walk around with this little bit of meth on me or this little bit of, like, bro, like... And you think I'm gonna stop? Like, oh, there's a building over there that I can go into to tell me that I'm doing something wrong. I'm definitely not going there. Is this exactly. like it's is, gonna do the opposite? Is this like the plan? Like when your parents want to party with you or something? Is <laughs> to detour <laughs> you from partying or something? Like they think this is really gonna detour? Like oh, we do it at home. So oh, everybody's doing it, so I don't want to do it anymore. That's not how it's gonna. 
not how this shit. I, no, I just don't no. see it playing like, out. Now like, like I said, in theory, bro. I like the idea of it. Is is like decriminalizing it so that you're not clogging up the the court system with drug offenses. But if the if you're just allowed to have it, then that's not the same thing to me. Let's just so, give it a buck. Like so. maybe no, you're fine. The to me, like, if you get caught with it, then you're required to go to treatment. Like, that's how it should work. Like, your punishment is not jail. Your punishment is treatment. That's the, more so. Than, that would probably be more effective than than what it currently is. Because because right. right now, a, a run in with the police, they just, it, it ain't a fine. No, they said it might. Yeah, yeah, it larger fine. amounts are okay. a fine. Yeah. Oh shit. So. <laughs> So now you telling me I can. So you can go a couple grams. That's all good. Let's just keep it a buck. This is what I feel like Oregon is on. Let me check and make sure. I feel like I feel like Oregon is on some. We didn't experience how much Delsky we can get off of this weed money. Now let's go ahead and get all the money. Let's get all the money. You see what I'm saying? And like, like really clean up out here because what what else do you see happening? You can legally sell drugs now, basically. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? If you can have a couple of grams on you, that's all you need to make a transaction. If you leave the house, hey, I'm going to go sell this guy a couple of grams. Yeah. Well, all right, here. I'll yeah. just this can't nobody, Like, can't can nobody stop you from doing <laughs> this shit exactly. now? So now, at this point, what, you're but just... But it's also, this? like you said, you got the homeless problem. Yeah. Now they do this. So well, they drugs were already illegal, doing that. Which means now they don't have. That's what I'm saying. Like horses. people, yeah. people which means, but, but this is the kind of thing that, that even if it does people work, shooting up in the bathrooms and shit like that, and finding yeah. people with needles in their arms. So now you're just gonna even just let the reins even more further go. <laughs> so now I gotta like, excuse me with my kids and just walk over to the mother that motherfucker got high as fuck passed out on the pavement. <laughs> well, and see, shit about and it. that's another aspect of it. How do you how do you raise your kids in a community? Like that, like telling them, telling them, just okay. say no. Yeah, when it's a strung out <laughs> motherfucker walking up the street right yeah, now, right and that's now. perfectly illegal. Like, right. like, like, how you gonna be that's like, just say no? Yeah. Like, like, how do I have to have this conversation? It's early. Like, oh, exactly. oh, what is that? Oh, that's the guy right there shooting up. To me, there has to be some kind of line drawn, and some level of enforcement is necessary. Otherwise, I think people will take it too far. I think people look at this. Shit, people are looking at like places like Amsterdam and like, oh, they yeah. they, they did it. No, those mother, that's a different country, a different culture, a different population. That is not fucking America. No, you we see can't what do that. In Vegas. You see what happened? It happened to Vegas, bro. Let alone like Oregon is about to be the new Vegas, bro. I'm, that's the hands down. If you can have all the drugs, what's stopping the whole world from flying in, doing that shit, and going back home? Like well, that's gonna be the shit. It's like. Portland is already a pretty hot spot anyways because it's right on the I-5 corridor. It's like yeah. right there between California and Washington and Canada. So mm-hmm. it's, it's like midway. You made, you know? Yeah, yeah, like you just you just turned the town out. Like the town <laughs> just turned the fuck out. Well and just think about the premise of it. Okay? Does like does decriminalizing it? mean that you take the stigma away because it's like that's what they're trying to do yeah that's what I'm saying like they, they so, so just because away, you, like oh I don't want to do it so it's, it's like just it. because they decriminalize <laughs> it does that mean we're not going to look at a crackhead like they're a crackhead no more well, yeah we're not going to like this strung out motherfucker is still a crackhead to me I don't yeah, care if it's, yeah, if like, it's legal yeah. or not legal yeah, it was, like, <laughs> I don't, like, I don't 
care if the police go arrest you. You still a crackhead. Yeah, like no, like 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 I said, how many more TVs is getting stolen now? How many more fucking random shit out of people's cars is gonna start getting taken if these if this crackheads just freely running around Oregon now? Like, bro, I don't know about you, but we all know crackheads do crackhead shit. You seen the most shit from crackheads, heroin, and meth addicts, right? From motherfuckers off those types of drugs. Like, I know you didn't see the most. I seen motherfuckers like, like make fucking VCRs, uh, uh, DVD, fucking swipers, all types of shit. Like they swiping people's credit cards and shit. Yeah. VCR. Like I didn't see the most. From the crackheads, and you go turn them freely to tinker and be just, just, just be cool. I feel like what happened though, and why that bill got passed, was because the way that they presented it on the ballot. So for the vast majority of people that vote, I'm not saying everybody doesn't do their research, but a you lot of people. Oregon. You saw the commercials. I I didn't see them because I don't watch TV. Okay. But, um, <laughs> but they made it sound like, oh, we're just decriminalizing it. And offering treatment as as an option instead, whereas the way that it really shakes out and breaks down is that, oh, it's legal to just have it now. Whereas what it kind of made it sound like in the ballot is that it's still not allowed, but instead of you going to jail, you go to treatment instead. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of in support of it before I read the whole thing, but I didn't read the whole thing until after it got approved. And then all the reports came out because okay. I'm not a good voter and I didn't do my research. At least you're having a book. Yeah, at least you're having a book about it. Like, shit. Like, I dig it. <laughs> Man, I, all I know is I just seen it whenever I was, I woke up, I seen the uh, report via the internet. I forget who posted it, but and I just like read to myself, I stopped. And I said, is this real? Like, like at first, I, I had to go fact check, make sure this wasn't on. <laughs> yeah, I didn't believe people when it was Yeah, I, I, I never believed I like, that. Second, the day in my life, I would, I got, I got I would live to see something like this, like, really right. be true. This, this was point. pushed by, by, by actually, like, like, a lot of, like. Top, I know, because they yeah, wanted, like, but, like, yeah, because the, they wanted, like, actually freely come to work with they coke, and now it's not a thing anymore. Like, they wouldn't just be able to break down the line in front of you, and you can't say shit anymore. Like. What are you going to do about it? Like, really? What are you going to do if it's just legal? What are you going to say? But the only people I think this is good for is people who already want to get treatment. But to me, those are people who are going to come in anyway. Only right. willingly. Like, 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 they'll come in in the system you got now. You don't need to do all this. The only way a person gets clean of anything, of any addiction, is if they want to. You have to want to. If you don't want to do it, you can't force somebody to get clean. You can't force somebody to not be a crackhead. A crackhead is going to be a crackhead until they decide they don't want to be a crackhead no True. more. It's with anything. An alcoholic is going to be an alcoholic until they decide they don't want to drink no more. A motherfucker that likes to fight is going to keep fighting niggas until he decides he don't like fighting no more. Anything your addiction is, whatever it is that you're addicted to, you're not going to stop doing it until either you hit a low point and that forces you to change... Or you just wake up to some epiphany through some other way one day and decide, I don't want to do it. But I've never seen somebody get forced into becoming clean or be forced into not being a crackhead no more. That shit don't work. 
I mean, you definitely not forcing them now. You definitely not twisting their arm. But I'm thinking, what's the approach? It is you like, yo, fuck it, just let them die off they uh, addiction in because like the only reason why we was thinking, I was thinking when I was growing up that these drugs were not legal was because they kill people and they actual like harmful to people. You see what I'm saying? As far as the weed and the alcohol, like you can go years off of this. You see what I'm saying? But we seen what meth does to people we seen what heroin does like you know what i'm saying we seen like the like how it completely changes a person so we, that's why we thought they was illegal so the fact that she was like yep let it go it's like damn do you give a fuck about people because now here. it's like yeah you, <laughs> i will say the one other thing like i said before i didn't do my research on it but the one other thing i didn't realize that meth heroin and like cocaine and all those like like the hard street drugs were included i thought they were decriminalizing like weed things which i was confused by anyways since weed is already legal so i was like well i don't know but and then there was addiction parts and i thought oh well that's cool that they're offering you know treatment for people who are addicted to drugs well that's another thing where i see the like like there's something kind of funny going on there because they supposed to use the weed money, the weed tax money, yeah. to um, to fund some of these programs, right? Mm-hmm. But wasn't the weed tax money supposed to go to schools? So I mean, then I was reading the bill. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's the weed tax money up to eleven million. Uh-huh. So they're basing it onto the projections of what weed is supposed to do. Oh wow! Which means, let's say, let's say in the next quarter they make ten million dollars. Off a off a weed tax, right? Mm-hmm. That means the program gets no money. Right. Mm-hmm. That means all these clinics they got set up and all that shit, they ain't gonna be able to do that. Right. Based on the current revenue, they're making about twenty million a quarter. Mm. That's still that's only like seven eight million for the program. Yeah. Right. That's not, that's not enough to set up all these fucking treatment centers. This is a massive, massive program. You talking? This is gonna take close to hundreds of millions of dollars to to do definitely tens of millions of dollars to to get all these treatment centers open staffed and get this program running especially when you look at the accounting they have to do because they have to they have to figure the actual crime stats every quarter and pay them yeah and pay into the fund for this shit so they have to every quarter figure out how many people didn't get arrested <laughs> like, like, whose job is that? How are you even gonna track that? Like, that's in the law. That's written in the fucking law that they have to figure out. Like, like they have to look at the crime stats and figure out like wh- what effect the program is having, and they have to pay them based on that. Hey, who has to pay who? The where the money would go. Like, I guess it's, it would normally like like they make a distinction between the general fund and the. I forget the name of what this fund is. Okay. But the money that would go to whatever it is, courts, drugs, drug court, whatever, drug fines. Yeah, so all of that money hmm. is to be reallocated to them. So they have to assess exactly how much that is every quarter. That sounds hard. Yeah, that sounds fucking ridiculous. Like, if you look at the logistics that they put, and it's all right in the beginning. It's the first, it's the beginning of the bill. That's the first thing you gotta read is all the logistics of fucking how they're gonna do this. And this is fucking ridiculous. Wow. Like, I think, one, I think they're gonna be under budget all the fucking time. I think they're gonna operate in a deficit. 
And eventually what you're going to have is a massive program that's costing you a shitload of money while crackheads are fucking running wild in the streets. Yep. <laughs> oh, shit. So and do that's we, not good do we think the that the population of Portland is going to uh, increase substantially because of this? Because I feel like that's it is. That's a good question. Like, I feel like, so right now the homeless population is so rampant in Portland anyways. They're going to go over there because they don't have to get harassed. They're going to go over there. They're not going to get harassed. You in Vancouver, you're going to get locked up for that shit. You better yeah, go to Portland, and, nigga. And, <laughs> that's a new thing, bro. Like, like I said, if you don't want to play Narcos, get your ass across the <laughs> yep, bridge, bro. Because yep, that's yep. what's going down. It's, it's Narcos. Well, and that. there's uh, there's cities across the country that are giving homeless people bus tickets yeah. to go to different places. They're like, oh, you want this, you want that, you want this, whatever. They'll give them tickets to get out of their city. Yeah, like Portland, I just like, I just learned about yeah. this recently. I didn't know that they, that they were doing that, but I, my aunt was telling me, or my cousin was <laughs> telling me, that in Spokane, that people were arriving in busloads of, of people because Spokane is supposedly, they have all this um, support for... That's crazy. Yeah, for homeless people. They have all I gotta look that shelters, up. They have all this stuff. And they're getting there and they're like, we don't have any room for you. We don't have anything oh, for shit. you. There was a gal that like went to Spokane specifically to work for the city because she was so impressed with what the rumors were of their um, outreach programs and stuff. And she got there. She left her, her life in wherever she was at. Moved out here and got here, and they were like, "Yeah, we don't have an outreach program. I don't That's know what you're crazy. talking about." It's gonna turn into a dark scene, bro. You gonna be out there like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Uh, indoor social gatherings with people from outside your home are prohibited unless they quarantine for 14 days prior to the social gathering or quarantine for the seven days prior to the gathering and receive a negative COVID-19 test result no more than 48 hours prior to the gathering. This is an important part of our efforts because we know where this virus can get you and that's in your own home or your friend's home at a dinner party, at a get-together, at a birthday party, at a Seahawks celebration. Any of those events can end up being deadly. Outdoor gatherings are limited to no more than five people. Uh, restaurants and bars are closed for indoor service. Outdoor dining with capacity restrictions and to-go or takeout services are still allowed under this uh, rule. In-store retail, which includes grocery stores, is limited to 25% of occupancy and must close any congregate areas such as food courts uh, in malls. Religious services will be limited to 25% of indoor capacity or 200 people, whichever is less. And choirs, bands, or ensembles are prohibited from performing. Now, I know that in plenty of communities and church services and singing are inextricably linked. And I understand and appreciate how much song can lift our spirits. The solo performances are allowed under this plan, but because of the way the virus travels through our breathing and our singing, it's just too risky indoors uh, for choirs right now. Uh, we've already provided a list, full list of the restrictions to the media and stakeholders, and you'll be able to find those uh, on our website as well. I'd like to talk about what makes these activities risky. 
The decisions we have made have been based on science, the science of this virus, the science of what conditions lead to its transmission, and the recognition of what works, because we've done these things before, frankly. We can very confidently assume where the risk is based on the science of how this disease spreads. It is most likely to be transmitted indoors, where people are not wearing masks, where they come into relatively close contact, and where they spend a good amount of time, such as a restaurant or a gym, or potentially a store that are unmasked. These are scientific facts. They're indisputable. Anywhere there, those conditions exist is a risk of transmission, anywhere. And anywhere that we can reduce the number of those uh, conditions that exist is a way to reduce the transmission rate in the state of Washington, in any environment. That was Governor Jay Inslee weighing in on or letting us all know what Washington has decided to do as far as COVID is going. Today is the 15th so uh, of November. Apparently, Washington and Oregon, they're pretty similar in cases. Washington's at 22.2 per 100,000 uh, cases in the last seven days, and Oregon's at 21.9. So they're neck and neck, which makes sense to me they're handling it very similarly. I think Governor Brown from Oregon also announced that Oregon's going to be on a similar shutdown. Like, what is life like now compared to compared to before? <laughs> Man, life is definitely not the same, bro. COVID came through and it shut down everything, as you heard. Man, no gym, no. Like, and prior to this, they was making you call and put an hour in. Like, you had to put a time in for what time it was going to work out. I've never, you know what I mean, 24 hours, close like doors. Like, I mean, the ones I've seen. Well, and, like, and, and right now with everything, if we facing, if we facing another shutdown, you got to think, that means, that means all the businesses, the economy. Like, I know a lot of people who didn't make it through the shutdown. As a small business owner myself, yeah. and knowing other small business owners, like, I know a lot of people who didn't make it through the first shutdown. And I know for a fact that if we go through another, if we was to go through another shutdown for three months again, like, who's going to open again? Like, who's going to survive that? How could you even be expected to? You know, everybody got unemployment. Right? Yeah. So for, for the people they okay. But what you gonna have is a bunch of people who collected unemployment and it's cool that's gonna go back to businesses that ain't opening because the owners didn't get shit. <laughs> yeah. True. There are there are the there were, I don't know if they're going to be again, but there were the payroll, you know, uh, benefits or whatever that you got X amount of dollars for each employee that you yeah. maintained on your your uh, payroll. Mm -hmm. So there was that, but I don't know if that was enough to keep businesses afloat because payroll is only one part of their expenses. So, exactly. you know, that's well, not taking into consideration any of the actual operating expenses. So, Well, and the PPP helped, but you got to think that's a loan. So... 
if you own a business, you just took out a loan to stay open. Now you're going to have to take out another one before you even started paying on the last one to stay open. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just a hard situation. So, I mean, I mean, honestly, I don't envy the position Governor Inslee is in because he's in a shitty situation because he got to decide between public health and, and the economy, essentially. You see what I'm saying? People are, every day they're saying are contracting a virus and don't even know they have it. You see what I'm saying? That's so true. how, That's like, true. are we taking it this far? We get it. Keep the elderly locked away. You know what I'm saying? Weaker immune systems we get. But for the whole country and our whole state to be locked down, it doesn't make sense to make businesses go under and people who feel that day-to-day that is openly free to take that risk. Yeah, so you're saying, like, we should just, we, we should just quarantine the elderly, basically. Yeah. The people who are who are most at risk. Yeah, and and you know the lower immune systems, that's more likely to. But what's the recovery rate on the virus, man? That's like that's the it, thing. That's is a super high recovery rate. Like so most it, of the people who get it end up being okay. That's what I'm saying. So the, it's not like the amount of people who die from it are extremely extremely low. Like who saying who you're saying is contracting it and all this. It's not it's not enough, I feel, to really shut down like the whole state. But I'm looking at the confirmed cases in Clark County, right? And in Clark County you got five thousand cases. You got you got almost six thousand, it's five thousand nine hundred and something. And there's only a hundred deaths. That's a pretty good recovery, I mean, definitely. I mean, what percent? Like, like, like that's a minuscule percentage. Obviously, I mean, obviously not saying that those who have died from this is not. Yeah, you know, it's not. It's not a series of of the deaths. That's like yeah, for like, yeah. you know, definitely our condolences go out to anybody that has lost somebody from COVID. But at the same time, you know, like you know, we definitely sad for that. But it's it's one of those things that just like the flu, just like heart disease, just like. You know, any of the a cancer, any of the other diseases out there, flus and uh, viruses out there that are killing people. I mean, heart disease is like a silent killer. Like people are dying every day from that, and you don't hear us shutting down the, uh, you know, McDonald's and uh, you know fast food yeah. joints. No, you know, not nothing against McDonald's, but just you know, like is one point nine percent. One point nine percent is the recovery of rate. Who die. Oh. 1.9 of the people who died. Of people 9%. who died. 1.9% deaths. 1.9%. And that's something, and that's enough to shut the whole The whole country, down. yeah. I mean, mean, it's, it's, is it, is it, is it, to the, to that, to play devil's advocate, it's not about the percentages or the numbers, it's about the value of the lives, right? Right. right. So, I mean, the, the susceptible people are your grandparents, are your elderly People who have other pre-existing Is it worth shutting down to preserve them? I think it should be more like what you said. Let them quarantine. Right. (laughs) You know, I feel like that's just a common sense, honestly. Like, you know, during flu season, who is the ones that stay home anyways? It's, you know, usually older people. Or or they, you know, take a little bit of extra precaution because... Because they know their immune system is lower and... 
know? Yeah, and something is gonna, anything could trigger them. But I think the real fear of this versus the flu is that there is a flu shot that you can get each year that helps to protect you from it. This, nobody knows where it came from. They don't know what it is. They don't know how it's gonna act. They don't know how it's gonna mutate. They don't know. Yeah, but all we know things. all that. We know where it came from. Well, yeah. And but... we know that only 1% of people die. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, True. you know what I'm saying? So we at, we at this point now, so we're really like, with, no, with knowing what we know now. Right. Now, when it first right. started, okay, Absolutely. we understand yeah. everybody. Okay, it was a panic. But now we done kind of got everything under control and I feel is that everyone is acting as if it's not. And I think, like, honestly, when it yeah. first started and all the panic happened, I think that's why the number of deaths was so high because every person that had a sniffle or a cough or a yeah. whatever was running to the hospital and COVID. clogging up the it system. And, yeah. and where the one person in the hospital had COVID, then all these people are running in to get treatment because they think, oh my gosh, I have it then they are getting it because they were around that one person that had it. So then it did, like, it just spiraled yeah. into a chaos of crazy yeah. that, you know, it I don't think that, I think but the media why, just stirred the pot the whole time. Yeah, That's why it also makes me wonder if, like, some of the increase in cases, is it just because it's flu season, people getting the flu and they like, oh shit. I got yeah. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 is it, is it some of like, that going on? And is that why we see it? We see it more because, because we're, we're entering that part of the year where, where, where everybody got a little, got a little, and yeah, and got, a little got a little cough, yeah. got a little cold, yeah, feeling a little congested. You know what I'm saying? Over, so like, now everybody who get a cold is, is going to have COVID. COVID. And then with the holiday season coming up, you got Thanksgiving coming up. Everything you got Christmas coming up. People is going to be together. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard. It's going to be way harder to enforce. Like, you got to think, when the last restrictions went in place, that was what, in March? Yeah, nobody was trying to it's do nothing. It's the beginning yet. of the spring. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. End of the school year. Stay in the house? Okay, cool. I ain't got shit to do anyway. The but right now... The weather's still gross. It's right cold. now, I got to go buy Christmas gifts. I got to mm-hmm. go food shopping for this Thanksgiving dinner. You ain't going to stop people from moving during this time. So I think it's going to be much harder for these new restrictions to be enforced, especially since what is enforcement of this shit right now? What does that amount to? It ain't nobody, it ain't no cop that's going to tell you, hey, No, put it's your mask money. On. It's money. It's all about those fines that the businesses will get yeah. that are already so, struggling. So, so they're the- like afraid <laughs> to open because they're yeah. already f- struggling with it. If the um, the yeah. CDC comes in and gets, slaps them with a five hundred thousand yeah. dollars fine, that's it. Like they're done. Exactly. You and know. So they, then they're like, they do we play by the rules? Or? Them, yeah, so if you look at it like that, it's essentially extortion that's keeping this whole shit yeah. in place. <laughs> yeah, they right. keep it. They making a business extortion. And you know what else? You know who else is keeping the shit in place? The new Karens. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. new Karens. The people who would tell you, hey, put your mask on. Yeah. In the supermarket right. and shit. Hey, yeah. you're not wearing a mask. The people that go complain to the manager. Don't be ridiculous. That's not how they say it. They say, <laughs> um, excuse me, sir. You need to put your mask on. <laughs> yes. yes. You said it way nicer than the yes. Karens do. But those are also the people like, okay, you see Governor Inslee giving the restrictions. He's saying, okay, you shouldn't have, you, you got to wait a week. Yeah. And all that. Okay, like, and you no, got to get. Weeks. You, you got to wait two weeks. You got to quarantine two weeks before, they, before, before you they go, go to dinner. It. Or you got to do. A week and get tested 48 hours before no more than 48 hours. no more yeah no more yeah. than 48 hours before <laughs> and all this shit 
Okay? Most people, who's going to have a Thanksgiving dinner and say, yo, you can't come over to my house <laughs> unless unless you, you quarantined for two weeks yeah. and took a 48-hour test? test. Otherwise, otherwise you can't, you can't, you can't come. Can't what? Outside, <laughs> what you have one, but 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 your kids couldn't get one. Then then, then you gotta leave little JoJo home. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I ain't. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but the funny, but the funny thing about it is, is some lames is actually really doing that, bro. Some people is really like the new really, carrots. Yeah, like some people is like I knew that was like over precautions, and I had to really break it down to them. I was like, bro, if the virus is airborne, my guy, me and you in this like hospital mask, bro, can you breathe through it? Can you smell this cologne I have on? <laughs> All right, well, bro, basically you're infected already. You see what I'm saying by these rules? So let's not be dumb to the situation. Like, that's why it's, like, kind of weird to me. I ain't going to get on no conspiracy okay, theory. Okay, now I you, have something but, that's similar to what you are just talking about, how about, about how, like, contagious it is, right? Yeah. Now, have either of you guys gotten a COVID test? No, no. I, Actually, I, I did. I have one. You had one? No. Like, did they do the way up your nostril all the way to your yeah, brain? Yeah, the brain poking shit. Okay, mm. so this is a highly contagious virus. Highly contagious. You could be in the same, you could be walking behind somebody who has it, and yet they have to go all the way up to your brain to ch- to test you to make sure that you have it. Exactly. That you can yeah, just, like, exactly. cough into a peachy... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I can't just go in. Like, cough in a paper towel. Because you can hear his airport by talking. I can get it. You can't swallow. It's all over. You can't go up my nose. You got to eat you gotta probe my brain to see if I can. Like, right, what the so fuck? why do I have to go all the Come way up on, there? Man. Oh, <laughs> That's you, you know what? I ain't even think of that. I ain't even thinking. Somebody pointed that out to me, and I was like, "Oh my god, what the heck like, are we doing?" But I was oh over with god. the whole restaurant thing. I was like, "Yo, look, this gotta be a, this gotta be fake." I'm like, one, the most important people in the whole game, if y'all don't know, is the fucking fast food industry. The you see what I'm saying? Because this, like, they're Bro. over a million served every day. Every day. You see what I'm saying? Every day, every day. All day, every day. All, all day, every day. You know what I'm saying? We, at a note, we all have came in contact with somebody who's just ate fast food right off rip, right? Okay, so I'm just saying. Now, with that being said, how is these workers, like, being treated? How is the situation being treated with the with the restaurants that they're leaving, opening, and all this situation? Because I know in Dairy Queen, you see what I'm saying? They wearing masks. I mean... <laughs> They wear a mask, but like I'm saying, is they temperature check regularly? Are they gonna check before they come into work, bro? Is they like really because like if this virus is so like contaminated, like just by him touching this and Charlene touching this, him is <laughs> the shit is all blown. You get what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the thing. There's no consistency to the protocols anyway. Exactly right. because like because you go to one place and they checking your temperature. Exactly. You gotta do all this. Man, you go to another place, just come on in. Uh, yeah. You come right in, and you we take good. your mask off, and everybody but, sits down. Does but, that but mean I don't got the virus now because I sat down to eat dinner? <laughs> Does that mean I don't have the virus? That's what's weird with like, the restaurants because cause you, you got to like, wear your mask to, yeah, walk, in to walk in and, and sit in, down and at the table. And then you take it off. And, and then, then you then, take like, it off. I don't got the virus no more. I'm not like I'm not I talking mean, in your vicinity. And I can kind of understand it because if it's so contagious, then... You know, if you're breathing in the common spaces, like from the door to your table, and then somebody right behind you walks behind you and gets and you know breathes your breath. Yeah, but then, the next person goes sit at the table. Yeah, but yeah. They, they're supposed to like fully sanitize it. I mean, obviously they can't sanitize the but air. There's somebody great, sitting but, like. But they use a lot of them have like the, the, the plexiglass or whatever. 
and then the uh, you know one yeah. meter away. Like they're they're spacing people they're, out. They're, mostly. They're, 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 but you know how but. far a sneeze goes. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Like the more, like that's what I'm saying. Like real shit. Like let's, sneeze let's, goes more yeah. than six feet. Okay, so like with all this being said, like I'm Fair, saying, like point. come on, like yeah, it's it's like it's. Is it really? Are well, we really hopefully, being safe? Hopefully, you're not sitting there projecting your sneeze, and you're like, you know, trying to be polite and cover I mean, it at least a little bit. I mean, that's, that's the thought, but with something <laughs> being so, you see what I'm saying? How yeah. how are we gonna police it so loosely, so toughly? Like, yeah, it, it's not making sense. Like, if it's really like this serious, and people, but one percent is only dying, so right. I wouldn't be taking it. To I the can't take it going. that seriously. Like, you, you can't because, like, to me, honestly. The only worry I have of getting it is that I wouldn't be able to work. I'm not wor- I'm not fearful that I'm going to get it and it's going to affect my health in some detrimental way. Well, because you're in 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 good health. Like you as a human are in good health. Yes. You know. I am. Whereas some <laughs> people who are not in good health are more fearful of it because people with pre-existing issues are more susceptible to it. And they're more it's more detrimental to them. I was with you. I was with you. So, that's all I'm saying. But like when you have that case and only 1% of that is even dying, right. you're like, yo, if you still don't feel safe and you want to wear your mask and you want to stay in quarantine, then by all means you should be. And you, you, no one should judge you or feel any way, but you shouldn't feel any type of way about other people wanting to be free and yeah. taking their chances with a 1% right either. Yeah. It's like kind of like, you know, I just can't be afraid of one percent. I just can't. I, mean, I can't. I can't. I can't get myself to the point where I feel like 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 I know some people get offended when you say it's it's not worse than the flu, but I'm not capable of seeing it as worse than the flu because I know a couple of people who have had it. I had somebody in my family die from it. My uncle died from it, and he was seventy four. All right. My cousin worked at a homeless shelter in Philadelphia, and he got it, and he quarantined for two weeks and was fine. I know a lot of people who got it and went right back to work after they was done with their quarantine. So, I mean, how scared are we supposed to be when almost everybody at this point knows at least one or two people who got it and was fine? We watched, right. we watched uh, the president, Donald Trump, uh, did he bop after three days. Remember yeah, that too? yeah. I seen him did he bop. Yeah, he had like COVID that came days. walking out like, and he, said, and and he, what, he like, like COVID. Say, he was saying yeah. his mom he was. Said, he, said, he said, don't let COVID ruin your life. I, I remember that. I was just slogan. Okay, was so slogan. conspiracy theory side of me says, do we really think that he had it? Or do we think that that was a ploy to... He didn't have that shit. His old... That's what I'm saying. drinking ass... Did McDonald's not have no fucking ass. COVID. He would have fucking died, Orange Man. No. Nah, man. Peep this, bro. Peep this. Like, honestly, yeah. Because it's not, I don't feel it's that serious. Like I said, 1%. So, you really got to be kind of fucked up for it to, not to yeah. say, you see what I'm saying? But you yeah, got my uncle that died from it, shit. he already yeah. had, like, like, respiratory illnesses You see what I'm saying? Shit. You got some already pre-existing bad. stuff before for 1%. I, I, I could believe that he could catch it, diddy bob after three days because... I just think it was so interestingly timed yeah. that he came out with it and got it. And, you know, I mean, I'm just saying I feel like, I feel like you would kind of like, yeah, I mean, you know, I feel like you would kind of hold it out and that would be your, like, kind of ploy to get, like, some type of, uh, like, you know, mm-hmm. sad, 
uh, view, like, oh, the president's got COVID, so you would probably want it to stick around a little longer. You wouldn't want to just be like, oh, yeah, bro, I, got, I had that bounce back. He switched subjects so quick, it was like, it wasn't, you well, know what I mean? Well, like, but it I wasn't think, even I think Yeah, well, like, but, it was like... Okay, so his supporters, <laughs> the Trump's, Trump nation, yeah. is like, these masks are infringing on my rights. These the COVID's not real. Like it's you know it's a whole mm. thing. So for him to get it and then get over it so quickly, mm. it just supported all of their ideals of masks aren't worth or aren't worth wearing. We don't have to wear them. We don't have to do all yeah. these crazy things. We don't have to shut down the country. Look, the president got it and he was over it in three days. Mm. He's seventy two years old. He eats McDonald's every day. True, you know, true, like he's, but, he's I mean, a true American. But, but, but he's kinda, a real American. But it's kind of you know, true because so, only one percent is. I no, mean, kind of like, kind of like, no. I mean, I mean, I'm just kind of no, like, right. You. But I'm just saying, like, in the everyday though, how much yeah. contact are we really having if we pass it on the bus? Even if we wearing this mask, and the skin is real, right? So, so I mean, so I mean, even. For small communities like this, like we're not a big metropolis. Yeah, point zero two percent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Point. Wait, hold on. Let me redo that math. Point zero zero two percent. Yeah. Okay. Zero, like zero, point zero two percent. Point zero <laughs> zero two percent. Like, like, come on, you in there? <laughs> okay. You, That's you, what we're saying, though. Like That's the chances of you get you, you got a greater chance of. Pretty much any other fucking thing happening. Yeah, to your ass. COVID getting your ass. That's, that's pretty much what it means. And then with that, we heard that it was projected numbers that we was getting falsely told to the media because of Yeah, that. there was some of so that in the beginning, there was, too. Yeah, it was a lot of that, too. So we was even shown different hospitals. Like, like we were shown... question. What's this? Would you take the vaccine? They nope. say they got a vaccine coming. What do I need a vaccine for? This for something that's zero zero two percent. It's like a flu like, shot, bro, I, bro, I suppose. Bro, bro, until everybody outside is dropping like flies, like, bro, I don't need the vaccine. What, what am I preventing? Like the common flu, I don't get the flu shot either for that reason, bro. Okay. I got a pretty good immune system. I'm still diddy bopping. I'm straight. Like, <laughs> Would you take the vaccine? Nope. No, nope, nope. I've never taken a flu shot either, though. That's so what I'm saying. Like, I, like I took the vaccines when I was a baby and like a little kid because mm -hmm. those are things that have been eradicated for the most part. Like up until recently, measles has been eradicated from our system, like our ecosystem, right? Until people stop taking the the immunization. Mm -hmm. So I took those ones. Obviously, not my choice. Thank you, mom. Um, but I got those, so I don't have to deal with any of that stuff. But as an adult, so you take the flu shot this year, and it's like a 50-50 chance that you're still going to get the flu and still be sick from it. Or maybe you'll not. Maybe it'll protect you. <laughs> I, like, like, we don't really know. Yeah, but when they, give you, they inject like, you with the flu. So it's yeah, like, you know, yeah, like it's all it is is... Strange. And I'm not saying that I have a bad immune system, but I feel like it would be my luck that I would go and get the flu shot and then just get the flu. Yeah, I mean, And then just be you. sick for two weeks and then... You know, just <laughs> and now you're supposed to be immune. Like all you did was speed up me catching it, bro. Yeah, thank That's you. all thank I did. Thank you for just infecting for, me right away. Yeah, yes, for thank just you getting for it out of the way. Like yeah. let's just and get out the way. And then now I'm dealing with the flu and my seasonal allergies. Like no, thank you. No, thank you. I'll just take my chances. Thanks. That's <laughs> how I feel about it. <laughs> like, Same way I feel I'm about good. it with COVID. I'm good. Like bro, open okay. the open but up the I restaurants say, in the hoop spots. I will say this that. Though masks are annoying and, you know, inconvenient, and I don't really truly believe that they all the way help, but I'm 
the off chance that they do, I still wear mine and I do it because you know what? If it's going to inconvenience me for 45 minutes while I'm out running around in public dealing with people, like one, I don't want your germs anyways. So you know what? If it's going to protect me from your gross stank breath anyways, like cool, I'm good. But like, you know, the 45 minutes of inconvenience for me that could potentially save somebody else from getting in and possibly having, you know, complications and the whole thing and dying, I'm going to do it. You know what? Okay. I'm going to do it. Okay. Even if it's not required, I'll still do it. Just because, you know, just in case. Okay. Just in case. Okay. Well. So, that's how I feel about it, I guess. I think Me, I wear my mask because, like... It's not, you know what I'm saying, wise to offend the masses and everybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're afraid of the Karen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're afraid of Karen. It's too many Karens in the world and they starting to bullshit. So I'm like, all right, well, if you feel like this will make you safer, even though we breathing through it and we talking through it, I'm like, yo, until you show me like a separate breathing situation. Because <laughs> okay, so, these masks ain't, ain't stopping shit. What though? There is... Okay, you you respect Bill Nice the science guy, yeah? Yeah. We all grew up with him, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not Jermaine because he's old, but, you know. Right. He's <laughs> um, so he did a whole little video. I think it's like a two-part video. I think it was on Facebook. Everybody should go watch it because it's really funny. But he does a whole thing about masks. And he does the N95, like the paper mask that you get from the hospital versus mm-hmm. like a bandana versus whatever. Mm-hmm. And he does it with a candle. So... Uh, the experiment is can I blow out this candle with the mask on and some masks you can some masks you can't so if you're ever curious how effective your mask is just try to blow out a candle while wearing it because that's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna show you how far your breath is going and how far like you know if your if your particles are getting out of the out of the mask okay so. okay Okay. Thank you, Bill Nye. Thank you, Bill Nye. But did he do the did he do the blue hospital mask that everyone's wearing? I think so. And did he blow out a candle? No. He didn't blow out a candle? No. Oh. I got an Avengers mask. That's what I wear. A what? Avengers. Motherfucking Iron Man. Oh. Man. <laughs> I was like a, an inventors? What is an inventor? A, Avengers. <laughs> She's wild, son. Sorry, bro. Anyways, like, bro, they just told you no more alcohol. Like, bro, you clearly drunk. Take your ass home. Take your drunk ass home, bro. Yeah. Like, like, what do you want? Hello. So, we just watched the video. <laughs> A drunken man beat up two women. Hollywood police responded to Capone's Flicker Light Bar and Pizza Restaurant. After a man entered the establishment, clearly inebriated and became violent after staff refused him service. The man is identified as Robert Nestler, 48 years old. <laughs> and this yeah. man, this yeah. was a man, like this was a big man, like. Robert like, Nestler sounds like he beats the chicks, bro. That sounds like you beat on women, bro. Like, yo, that you sounds like he beats chicks. Yeah, Robert Nestler. Robert Nestler. I'm not surprised Nestler. that motherfucker was. He was nesting. He was, he, was he was trying to nest in the spot, bro. Yo, oh, no. in a minute, but the video is crazy though because he walks in the door 
and he's this big muscle bound dude, and it's three like women, like small women, like right yeah. in front of him, and he just. <laughs> he, like, I know he went impressed though, shorty. He just yeah. got in her face like, whoa, bro. Yeah, he punched the block like, in the face. I was like, call for alcohol. <laughs> Sorry, dog, you can't get none. Oh, and then man. the tiniest one of all the girls was throwing hands like she's been in several fights. <laughs> she, she was no ready. Weight. She, she was had ready. no weight behind her at I know. all. No. Yo, if she, she was, was his size, she would have knocked him out. She threw all the combinations. <laughs> <laughs> she hit him with the two piece. Uh, and the kick. Like, oh, uh, 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 like, whoa. Whoa. That's I'm why you know this. You know this. That's how you know the dude. That's how you know. That Robert Nestler is a fucking pussy. Yeah. Because, because the girl that swung on him caught nothing. No, she She's the only him. one that didn't get hit. No, she caught him right here. She caught him no, right he here. grabbed the blonde and no, started hooking up. No, it was the blonde that swung off. Yeah. She caught him right here. She caught But there was, there was a battle of uh, bar stools as well. Yeah, yeah, she did pull out the bar yeah. stool on him. I mean, that after was those two pieces, he gave that her was... a two piece no biscuit, and bro. And then he just casually turned around and walked out of the restaurant. Like, nothing uh, like Robert normal. Nessler, what the fuck is wrong with you, dog? Bro. Like, 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 ah, uh, ah. Uh, if, if that was three men, you wrong. The fact that it was three women and you decide you are and they decide they are, that you just makes you wrong. all the way soft. Like, you all the way wrong, bro, like. Did your mom teach you better? Bro. Like if that was my sister, mom. I'm waiting outside for you to post Robert, that thousand yeah. dollar bond. Bro. Exactly. I'm just like, we might post the bond just, like, just so know. we can whoop your ass. They said he ain't had his bail was a thousand dollars. A thousand dollars. Obviously, he drank his money away. <laughs> <laughs> he was sitting that bitch over a thousand. What the hell is wrong with Look, people? he had no woman in his life. He didn't hit them all, bro. He didn't have no go-to. He couldn't be like, hey, babe, go get the money out of the... <laughs> He's sitting in there for $1,000, bro. $1,000. Oh, man. Bro, yeah, he, a, ain't, he ain't going home for that. Nah, nah. And I'm telling you, and somebody's brother is waiting like, outside yeah, the jail for your ass. husband, <laughs> brother, uh, Uncle, dad. Cousin, like, like, somebody somebody caught that video. Somebody that's Florida. Come on, man. That's what Because even if I was a dude that couldn't fight, I would be empowered when I saw that video. I can <laughs> knock him out. Oh, no, I can knock his I'm ass about, out. I'm about to fuck oh, him up. Oh, yep, yep. I'm, I'm whooping his fuck ass tonight. <laughs> Watch when he bail out. I'm fucking so him up. We waiting outside. You see how the reporter said it. He was like, a thousand dollar bond. Like, that's I can't that's believe that. this nigga has not got out of here. He's still in here. That's <laughs> one of them ass whoopers where the cops ain't protecting oh, you. Okay. You walk out the precinct and get snuffed, the cops be like, oh, oh shit, no, oh, no, no, no. Oh, How you get beat up in front of the police station? Why I don't know. Nobody seen what happened. Nobody seen what happened, bro. The cameras went out just at that exact moment. I don't know what happened. They said, what's your name? Robert Nestler. Oh, you're him. Oh, you're him. <laughs> you're him. Uh, bro, everybody got to sock you up one time for the one time. Like, you, you know, you, you know, know the dudes, you know the dudes in the holding cells that's sitting there. If, 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 Ah, if he gets sent to like a pod, bro, he's done. They were sitting there watching bro, the news while you bro, was getting checked in. Getting Yo, out. that's the dude that's right, that's there. right there. Yo, why oh, you like watching me coming here? I'm fucking you like to hit girls. <laughs> you like to hit girls. <laughs> Robert Nestler, I'm not speculating. I know because I that's, was that dude once. 
The dude that was gonna beat him up as oh, soon okay. as he get in the pod, like, bro. Like, yo, as soon as he walk in, I'm snuffing him. Watch, watch. watch. As soon as he get out where the cameras ain't, when we get when we get back, I'm fucking him up, son. Go <laughs> you get your sandals. That's your whole five minutes right there. As soon as you get your sandals. In other news, and and, and I got I don't know this, this this was something that when I saw it, I just thought it was crazy. It was funny to me. Um, Kamala Harris and Montel Williams used to date. Now, one, like I said, I thought it was funny to me. But Montel Williams put out a tweet, and he was saying, would it have been an issue if she was a male? And I think he's right about that. Because they dated, they both dated when he, he said they both dated when they were single. What's the big deal? If she was a male... He didn't think they would be getting this kind of attention. Oh, oh. So that's true. If right. he was, if, if 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 she was a dude, nobody would give a fuck. Well, I think that, <laughs> I think that a lot of people would give a fuck if she was a dude and Montella Williams was dating her. Okay. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like you Montella <laughs> like, Williams, bro. Like, stop Montel playing. Williams you can't be the like, guy to do all the talk shows and act like niggas ain't gonna talk about you. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, now you are the talk. My bad. Pardon my. No, you <laughs> Newsworthy, so yeah, yeah, I agree with you, and I think, I think, yeah, if, 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 if she was a dude, it's still it, it, no, yeah. I was just no, saying, no, 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 if Montel yeah. Williams I mean, was I dating think it'd be, a dude, it'd have been way more I think it would have been a big deal, <laughs> I think it'd be way more blown up if she was a dude, like if it was like, oh, it'd be way more blown up, yeah, because because then it would be like he, yeah. she was dating a movie star, yeah, something like that. I mean, it's Marilyn oh. Monroe and JFK, yeah, but it, obviously, Montel Williams ain't no damn Marilyn Monroe. No, bro. What I'm, what I'm saying, I, I agree with what you guys are saying. What I was saying is, if Montel Williams was dating a dude, there would have been a much different. Oh, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. If, Montel is mad if, at you right now for even speculating. I'm just, <laughs> I mean, we, we just saying though, like, like a lot more people will be angry. Like, you know what I'm or, or I mean, we'll feel some type of way. No one use words angry. You know? well, I think it's cool. Yeah, I, I think be who you, know, you want to love. But, about, but but wait wait wait, wait up! Look look! I'm gonna show I'm gonna show Q the picture, and I'm gonna just say Q Q. Would you hit that? Uh huh. See see. Wait, which one is she? Uh huh. She's the she's one, one on, on the right. right. Yeah yeah oh, yeah. yeah. You said, oh, yeah? That's how she felt about no. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. She answered for you. She answered for you. Okay. She's looking good in the picture. Okay, well, you know. Like, like, I'm, not, I'm, I'm like, she's definitely not. Like, you ain't nobody going to clown him for that. That's, like, that's my hey, vice hey. president. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Like, what, Montel? You, like... That's really on your, used to be on your like, like, like Montel, that's on your resume. You get points bro, for that. Bro, bro, definitely get points for that. You wasn't supposed to post that yeah. tweet. You were supposed okay, to brag. Okay, so who do you think? Who do You're you supposed think to be post? like, yeah, I hit that. Yeah, so, so what? what? <laughs> who do you think leaked the story? Montel or reporter? Because maybe Montel was like, I want to brag, but I don't want to brag. Uh, he was like, I'm a I brag. brag. You think about telling I didn't nudge somebody? Yo, 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 you know I used to hit that, right? Right? Oh, word! Yeah, here's a picture. I think he came out my personal collection. 
Wait, I'm gonna come to her defense. Do you think this would have been a big deal if it was a dude? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So then he, he's still trying. He's still trying. To be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he gets to play it all the way off. Like, 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 like. The picture was like, damn, she the president. Shit. Oh shit, I gotta call her. If I hit it while she's president, I'm the man. Yeah, I'm the man. I'm the man, bro. I'm gonna make her call me Mr. President. Yeah, right. Oh, close. You, know, you know she would be the boss in that situation. Hey, maybe, 100%. but maybe, I mean, but you know, who knows? Who hey, this knows? definitely clears up the rumors. You know? Montel, Montel, Montel <laughs> goes <laughs> one way. <laughs> hey, we Wait, that. were there ever rumors? There was. I'm pretty oh. sure there was. I mean, because he was kind of androgynous. Like, I mean, I mean, y'all don't remember? I remember Montel Williams. He was, yeah, he was kind of androgynous. He was the dude that used to cry. So, like, like you know, black men don't cry like that. Not, at least not publicly. It's okay to cry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe. I mean, no, I, I cried once. No, yeah. Oh. It's like, like, normally, whenever you see a black man cry, it's normally because he can't hold back his anger and there's something bad about to happen if he's crying. That's this girl. <laughs> okay. You, yeah, straight like that. Tears, if you see, yeah, so if mad you see you. a black man crying, you should probably get the fuck <laughs> out of there. Like abort mission. I think Montel was probably the first brother to like, 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 just be on TV crying all the time and just be sensitive. <laughs> and, and about yeah, it. yeah, yeah. He was like, the first. I'm in touch with my feelings. But he looked like manly because he because he bald and he got a little he, yeah, he, he had a little, a little athletic build. In the gym, he wore a little V-neck shirts and shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, the muscles. It was like, uh, get me. Tell me you're a pain, bitch. One time, tell no. my story again. Did he no. hit you? He put his hands on you. <laughs> That is not a laughing matter for the record. <laughs> but his reaction maybe, I guess. <laughs> you guys are bad. Montel, props to you for yeah, banging the VP. Out, bro, for real. For real. Like, that's definitely one on the card forever. Not everybody gets to punch that one. Not everybody gets to play that card. That's a Trump card, definitely. How definitely. many more of her exes do you think are going to come out and be like, and me too. Me, Hey, me too, me too. I mean, oh, yeah, well, true, true. Well, I'm just too. curious. Like, I mean, but then again, it, like, they still in a secret society. Like, they're in, a, I mean, <laughs> they're, they're in their own club. I mean, mean, if she still look like that in the dress, I might be trying to be one of the I know, like, she got many more tips. Like, you know what I'm saying? The list might get longer, but if you want it, you want it. Whoa. It's time to wrap this up. It's been fun. It's been real. I think this was good for the first episode. I love these two people that's hanging with me. How you guys feel about today? About about our first episode? How you guys feel? I feel like it was a good vibe, man. It was a good wave. We, you know, I, I like hearing everybody's opinion and everybody's, you know, take on things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. We're gonna try to do this every week. We're gonna try to put these episodes out regularly, and hopefully, you guys enjoyed this episode. And we're gonna keep it going. Like I said, the future of the show, we're gonna try to eventually get maybe some interviews going, see if we can get somebody in here and let us ask them questions. That would be cool. Put them on the spot real quick. (laughs) Hopefully we start to build a little following and eventually we'll be able to, to, to get comments and 
will be able to respond to those. Mostly Q will be responding to you. Because it's Ask Q. Y'all can ask Q whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I'm going to address it on the show. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I can't wait to hear it. We're going to try to put this on Spotify. We're going to try to put this on whatever platform will have us. <laughs> True. All right. And we're just going to keep talking. And keep trying to entertain everybody. Before we get out of here, I definitely want to give a shout out to... Uh, Hennessy. <laughs> I told y'all all I drink is privilege. They gonna fuck with me. Y'all gonna fuck with me. Don't okay, 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 Don't okay. Oh, not a sponsor yet. No, they not they not sponsored yet. But they're gonna get on board. They're, I gotta give a shout out with you. to Montel Williams. Word. Go ahead, my nigga. You one did time it for the one time. You got with the VP. I mean, she wasn't VP yet, but she's VP now, and you hit it. You the man, son. <laughs> also, shout True. out to Kamala Harris because Montel's fine, so. <laughs> okay, there we go. Win-win. Well, win. <laughs> um, hope you guys enjoyed the bando. Peace. Word. <laughs>